the crypto space is blowing up. It is blowing up. There are some huge shit going on. We're going to get into it today. Again, guys, my name is Andrew Ferguson. I run this podcast, The Buy Back Your Life Show. Welcome for first timers. Welcome. Thank you for coming here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time on your busy day to kind of get on board and listen to what I have to say. This is the place for investing, personal growth, business building, all the good stuff that kind of drive us forward and are important to me and important, hopefully, to you guys in life. Uh, for those of you guys who are back for another listen, welcome back. Welcome to the show. You guys understand the kind of format right now. We are talking about FTX, the crypto exchange that is on the brink of bankruptcy or actually filed for bankruptcy earlier last week. And lots to unpack here. A lot of, a lot of skeezy kind of uh, slimy shit. I'm going to break it down for you and kind of give you guys the holistic view of what happened and how it happened and how it came to be. And there's a lot of kind of stuff in the media right now, bashing crypto. There are some good, safe players out there still that we're going to talk about as well, but just, just a kind of a, a real shit show and what happened. And it starts from the top with some mismanagement from the CEO. We'll get into it today. But if you guys do want to know more and learn how to invest in stock options, I have just released my actual full step-by-step -step guide on YouTube of how I invest with stock options from my phone in 30 minutes a day. So I make money in the stock market in less time it takes for me then to go and drive to work every day from my smartphone. 30 minutes a day is all I take. And the video series, it's like a five-part series. It's being added to as we speak, but it's on YouTube. Go check out my channel, www.youtube.com slash the at symbol, Andrew.Ferguson. It's all there. The videos are about 20 minutes in length. And they're just, they walk you through every single thing you need to know about how to actually invest with stock options the way that I do so I limit my time investment and get more of my life back in terms of what I want to do day to day. But let's get into today's episode and let's talk about FTX, FTX. Okay, the CEO is Sam Bankman-Fried. He's a 30-year-old. He's been described as a wonderkin, which is just like a very successful person for their age. He's got a mop of curly black hair and he just looks like your kind of typical kind of techie, nerdy kind of guy who's just kind of the CEO of, of a tech company, kind of like Zuckerberg 2.0 in, in the picture. That's kind of his, his kind of scene, what he's about. Um, I don't really know anything more about the guy, but I do know that he misled stockholders. He misled his customers. And his company filed for bankruptcy last week on Thursday, or Thursday or Friday, November 10th or 11th. So what happened? Why did FTX, which is a huge crypto company, a huge crypto exchange, and its exchange is just a place where the average person like yourself or me could go put money into an account on this on this FTX exchange, and then we could go and transfer that money and use it to buy cryptocurrencies. Think of Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, Ripple, uh, whatever you want to buy. There's tons of them. There's hundreds of them. But you can just you put the money in, you buy your cryptocurrency, and then you hold it on their platform, on their exchange. That's how it works. And this is uh, just a, a story about mismanagement, greed, and just not doing any kind of service to the customers, the consumers, to the investors, to the shareholders, uh, just mismanagement, mismanagement of risk, I think, top down. And it, like, it starts with the CEO. Like, they're the ones in charge of the company. If you want to put uh, the blame on somebody, I think put it on, on Sam Bankman-Fried or Fried. And just that's, you got to work your top way down. There's obviously other people involved, but... He's kind of the scapegoat right now of what's going on. He had this kind of company. It's huge. It's, it's a super, super successful. And it was valued at almost $32 billion, like in, in earlier this year. So it, it went from $32 billion to needing uh, bankruptcy protection and liquidity dried up. And this is, this is kind of the story of what happened and how it works. So to understand what went wrong, 
let's talk about how like kind of the reserve lending system and how banks make their money in today's world. And it just, it applies to this. And I'll just stay with me on this for a couple of minutes here and it'll, it'll apply and it'll give you kind of some background what you need to understand the whole crypto mess that's right now. So when you go to the bank and you give your bank a hundred dollars, let's say, what the bank's going to then do is they're going to take your hundred dollars and put it into your account. And then they're going to go on the back end. They're going to take out $90 of it and they're going to go relent it to somebody else. Okay. So you give them a hundred, they keep kind of 10 in the accounts that they can actually kind of see, but you see a hundred in your account and then they go and lend $90 out to somebody else. Let's say they give someone a loan for $90. Okay. So that person then takes that loan for $90. They're going to pay interest on it or whatever. That's how the banks make their money in one way. They're going to take that 90 bucks and they're going to go buy something with it. Let's say they buy some groceries and the grocery store is then going to go and kind of deposit their money into the bank too. And let's say it's the same bank. So they're going to deposit that $90 back into the bank and the bank's going to take that $90 and it's going to keep 10 and then lend out another $80. And this is kind of what reserve like kind of fractional lending is, is about. And this is how banks make their money. They're levered up to the hills. Like they have sometimes 10 to one, 20 to one, 25 to one leverage on their money, which just means they have for every dollar they have like in their bank, like on their books, they lend out 25 times that. So it's, it's a crazy kind of system. That's how it works. And they've made money like this for a long, long time. And the reason that it works for banks and not for individual companies like FTX, where it blew up, is because banks have a backstop. The banks and the government's interest, most of the time, they're aligned. If the banks are making money, the government wants them to continue because they have control. They can understand the financial system. They can control the financial system that way. They need the big banks to do that and to operate. That's how the system works. If the banks fail, then the government has a problem, a pretty, pretty friggin' huge problem on their hand, and they can't really allow that to happen. Otherwise, they lose credibility as a government, and just things get kind of crazy and, and out of loopy, and just it's not sustainable for a country, for a economy. Just things, things blow up. Okay, so when this does happen, there, there's been very kind of few instances of this happening to the scale where a company or a bank goes bankrupt. Maybe you've heard of the Lehman Brothers back in kind of the the dark times in the 80s, the, the, the kind of the black, I think it was Black Monday in October of 87, if I'm uh, completely correct there, I think. Uh, that was the day kind of the the, the big kind of crash uh, kind of hit. And what happened back then was there was not enough kind of liquidity at the bank and they ultimately went under. But when this kind of liquidity crunch happens, normally a government's going to step in and kind of give the bank funding or kind of provide cash to the bank to give to their customers. And when, 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 when a bank run happens, a ball bank run is or a liquidity crunch is that people kind of see their money kind of losing value and they go and then they go kind of get panicked and they go to the bank and try to withdraw the money as soon as they can. And you see, when you see one person doing this, it's kind of the herd mentality that sticks in and it's like, oh crap, what's going on? Something's uncertain. I better take my money out as well. And you get what's called a bank run. And just, it's literally back in the day, people would be like running to the bank to, just, to withdraw their money and the bank potentially wouldn't have enough cash in the bank itself to kind of give to everybody. So that's why the bank run was the term, but obviously now a lot of it's done online. So it's a, it's a virtual thing now, but the governments can just backstop the banks to the point to cover them until they can kind of figure out other ways to get money back and kind of inject more liquidity themselves. The government kind of gives them a handout, says, we'll tie you over. Don't worry about it. And those kind of bank runs don't happen in the big banks of the financial sector, but they do happen in the cryptocurrency exchange companies of the world, because banks don't really care right now if those companies live or die, okay? It's it's actually probably more leaning towards the skewing towards those companies dying because let's be honest, they are kind of threatening the banks with this kind of other kind of currency outside the system. And 
If you're in the banking industry, you don't like that. You don't want to change. You don't want to lose your potential profits because these crypto guys and this crypto thing is kind of coming in and taking your, your leeway. That's not what they want to have happen. So they're probably glad that this happened in all honesty. But what is going on here is the same kind of thing. FTX, Mr. Sam, Mr. Bankman, Mr. Fried or Fried or Fried. He's fried now, that's for sure. But what he was doing, what the company was doing, they were taking in money just like a bank would and they would lend it out again just like a bank would fractionally so that they only have to keep $1, let's say, for every $10 that's deposited, they keep one. Or every $100 they deposited, they keep 10. And then what happens when crypto is purchased and you have millions of people who have accounts with FTX and they see their kind of value of their cryptocurrency going down all year long? Well, eventually people kind of get like, oh crap, I don't want to lose more money in my account. I'm going to pull my money out. So they sell their crypto and they kind of take their cash and withdraw it from the account. Now, this is where it got crazy and then where it kind of got fucked up is that there wasn't any kind of bailout. There wasn't enough liquidity or enough cash in the kind of the reserves of the company to make other payments. Like they have millions of people kind of saying, I want my money, give it to me. And they are saying, we don't have the money. We can't give it to you. Sorry, like we screwed up. You're screwed up too. So that's the problem that they're facing right now. Everybody's trying to get their money out and there's not enough money in reserves of the company to pay everybody what they're owed. Big problem, right? Big problem. Like you have... A million people kind of saying, I want a dollar and they need a million dollars of cash. They have $100,000 in cash in their bank. So that's not going to work. The math doesn't work on that. They don't have enough money and they're not going to get a payout from the government. They're going to say, hey guys, like this is good. We, you guys messed up, but it's okay. We're going to come bail you guys out and you'll just pay us back later. That's what usually happens, right? With the government and the banks. They're not going to do that. They're going to let this guy fail, let this company fail. And the problem is that, oh my gosh, when one kind of company kind of sees this coming and it happens in one company like FTX, then it filters into other companies because people think, oh shit, this company wasn't legit. My money's frozen in my account right now. I can't withdraw anything. The value of crypto continues to decline. I can't sell my assets. I can't get any of my money back. What the hell is this crap? Then other people on other kind of platforms that do the same thing, there's other cryptocurrency uh, platform, trading platforms, Coinbase, Kraken, BitBuy in Canada. There's tons of them right out there. And uh, Binance is another big one. Coindesk. So there's just so many of them and people are kind of spooked and scared to the point where they think that their kind of accounts may be locked out as well. So there's this kind of contagion happening right now. And contagion just means that it's happening to one and that kind of mindset or kind of fear is kind of spewing over and carrying over, kind of poisoning the other kind of companies in this sector, which is awful for crypto. And you saw a crazy kind of slashing of value of Bitcoin, Ethereum, like the whole crypto market sold off when this kind of started at FTX. And they actually did have kind of a chance to kind of get out of it. But here's what happened. Finance, another major player in this sector, came over and said, hey, we might just have enough cash to kind of help you prop you guys up and get you through this. They opened up the books. They wanted to see the background of the company, wanted to see if it was legit worth kind of saving. Once that happened, Binance is like, whoa, 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 guys, no freaking way. We're not doing this shit. This is a dumpster fire. Stay away from us. We're not getting involved. And now FTX is filed for bankruptcy. They're going down the tubes, which means, unfortunately, anybody who's kind of tied up with assets or cash in their platform is not going to get all their value back. Likely, these things take a long time to kind of play out. This goes to court. It gets scrutinized by lawyers. It gets kind of milked out over years, potentially. So if you have an account with them right now, I am sorry to say like that's just not a viable kind of option. Likely that you're going to get paid out what you are owed over time. Maybe you'll get a portion of it, but it's unlikely you're going to get the whole thing. And that is kind of a crappy way to go about it. It's a really crappy way. It's, it's a stupid way, that, a stupid thing to happen because the CEO of a company got a little bit greedy, a lot greedy, 
and decided to be kind of bit off more than he could shoot, didn't have the proper risk management in place. I was saying that not all crypto companies are created equal. I got a nice letter from Coinbase today, kind of reassuring me that, hey, your accounts are good. You guys have uh, kind of faith in us. We have faith in you guys as consumers. We have millions of customers too. And Coinbase is an example of a company that keeps $1 in, $1 in their banks. So every kind of thing is even keel. They don't have kind of this fractional lending where they're letting out more than is coming in. If you put a dollar in, they keep that dollar on file and they kind of just bank on the fees to make their money and some other kind of things with their other investments corporately. But they're not going to lend out, re-lend out your money after you put it into their kind of platform, which is good. And that's the way that it should be. That's that's a responsible way to do business. And it's not just Coinbase that has done that. There's other ones as well that have kind of operated in a good protective risk-off manner to protect their investors, to protect the consumers that use their platform. Obviously, FTX did not do that. And now they're biting the bullet and their customers are biting the bullet for it as well. So that's kind of the breakdown of what happened and how it happened. And like, literally, this company is like done. And it's just been a crazy kind of whirlwind uh, kind of week for crypto or a couple of weeks for crypto because like I said, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, everything dropped significantly 10, 12, 15% in a matter of a couple of days. And if you're kind of sitting there and thinking like, this is the time to get in. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it is because if you have some cash on the sidelines and you want to get in, maybe this is another great, like it's a great time financially because the price is lower. If you still believe in the crypto that you choose, I'm a big believer in Bitcoin only like the solidarity in Bitcoin. But if you want to get in right now, yeah, it's a great time because the price is getting smoked right down. Maybe give it a couple of days to kind of play out and see where it goes. But uh, it's, it's your decision at the end of the day. But what you don't want to do is go ahead and invest in a platform and keep your money on that platform that trades the cryptocurrency. This is the problem because if you don't have custody, you don't have what's called keys to your own crypto. And these kind of things can happen. It'd be no different than if you put all your money in the bank, like most of us do, and the bank decided to kind of freeze your accounts, which they can do in times of kind of uncertainty and high risk, and you wouldn't have access to any of your cash. What would you do then? You can't really do anything about it because the bank's got all the control and you're kind of pooched. But with crypto, one of the great things about cryptocurrency, and specifically why I love Bitcoin so much, is you can custody it yourself. You can hold it yourself. You can protect it yourself so that you always have access to it and you always have access to things like the Bitcoin network where you can transfer to other people across the world to pay for things, which is amazing, right? There's no middleman. It's just you and your crypto, but you have to custody it and take care of it properly, which means taking it off of these exchanges onto what's called a cold wallet or offline storage wallet. A lot of them look like little USBs. There's fancy ones. There's basic ones. There's a whole bunch. There's one for everybody, right? You just have to figure out how they work. And it's essentially you're taking the crypto, you're switching it over and putting it on like this USB thumb drive. So it's going to live well, that the keys to it will live on your USB thumb drive. The crypto stays in the blockchain or wherever it is in space. It doesn't actually go on your stick, but your access and your code to it and your ability to control it does. And I'm going to talk specifically about Bitcoin because that's kind of where I, my mind space is at. But like you get the keys and you can access your crypto, your Bitcoin from this kind of USB stick. And it's password protected like crazy. It's uh, it's always kind of updating and there's just, there's a very low chance of hacking it if you safeguard your, your keywords and you safeguard where the actual device is as well. So when you do that and you take custody of your own cryptocurrency, then if something like FTX happens and the company blows up, it doesn't matter because your crypto is not on their platform. You've sent it offline, off the line to your cold storage. Cold means just offline. Hot is online. Cold is offline. You send it to your cold wallet. You are good to go. You have no worry about the kind of company collapsing. It does not affect you. You'd have to go find a new kind of company where if you want to buy or sell crypto, 
right? You can find somewhere else to go buy or sell your tokens, but the actual kind of bankruptcy of this would not have affected you if you took your cryptocurrency offline. So in kind of retrospect, maybe this event is a good thing because it's going to teach people a little bit more about self-custody, about what it takes to kind of own your crypto and own your asset, like really own it and not have it kind of be liable to kind of this kind of pollution and, and contagion if a company does decide to go down the, down the tube. Something to think about and just wanted to share that with you guys because it is a big story. It is making big headlines day after day after day as this kind of plays out. And yeah, like right now, crypto's kind of overall space and kind of mood is being run through the mud. But I think we're going to get through this. I think it's going to be a good lesson in a few years about what not to do. And just like I said, just making sure that you take control and take ownership of your own tokens, of your own investments. Like it's not different than if you own a house in your own name. Like I own a house in the name, in my name. It's in my name. It's mine. I can prove that. Same thing when you take custody of your cryptocurrency. You have proof that it's yours. You access it yourself. You, you custody it yourself. And away you go. You're good to go. Uh, but yeah, if you guys have any questions and you want to learn more about this kind of stuff, cnbc.com is a great resource for it. You can also shoot me an email at andrew at tradingoptionsdaily.com. Happy to kind of go through questions. If you guys have questions about this stuff, want to know more, I can point you in the direction of some great resources for this stuff. Other kind of investors who are in the crypto space day after day after day. And uh, go from there and just get your knowledge based up. But this is, yeah, this is FTX. This was a crazy kind of shakedown. I'm going to Keep on kind of getting on board with what's happening. And I'll probably give you guys an update on this sometime in the future, whether it's on the podcast, whether it's on the YouTube channel, make sure you check that out as well. And yeah, just a crazy kind of thing, kind of kind of moment, defining moment for the year and for the cryptocurrency uh, sector overall as a whole. So thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for watching. This isn't YouTube. This is the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Nobody's perfect here. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate you guys checking in. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Keep investing to buy back more of your life.